Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. You're going to want to add a label to it. It's a do not separate label, okay? The ones I use are usually like uh, fluorescent pink, and I just have the supplier print these up and stick them on there. That's to make sure that Amazon doesn't start ripping these bags open and throwing the individual units into, uh, into the bins. Your attention, please, please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue strength and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. This is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. As a matter of fact, I was just interviewing a new programmer for a special project, something we're gonna be doing outside of Amazon FBA. And while doing that interview, guys, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So as usual, we have our Thursday Q&A. So let's jump into it right now. Hey guys, you can hear the music going and that is Focus at Will. I talked about that on the Periscope, but let me pause this. That is not why we are here. We are here for another Thursday Q&A. And as always, I am joined by my podcast co-host extraordinaire, Guillermo Puyol. Guy, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Manny. How's your day going so far? My day is fantastic as always. Sales, I will admit, were a little bit low the last couple of days. I'm gonna chalk that up to uh, the whole Valentine's Day weekend and uh, people just being gone and I think there was spring break and I also did a price change on something I probably shouldn't have done during this period. There's too many variables, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're attributing bad sales in March 28 to Valentine's? Which happened the, February the 14th. I meant, sorry, not what I say in Valentine's. I meant uh, uh, Easter. Easter. Oh, okay. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I did not see that correlation whatsoever. And I'm not going <laughs> to let, let that slip, man. Yeah, I know. Well, all right. So you just be serious for a second, please. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. All right. So I have, uh, as always, in case uh, you guys, if, if anybody's listening and they're new, uh, our Q and A's always start with uh, a personal Q and A. You know that I have for Guy. It's always a very serious question, so I ask him this question. Last time I asked him, I don't know what it was, what your favorite movie was, and whether you're a boxer or briefs kind of guy. But today we're gonna get a little bit more serious. So Guy. Are you ready for Manny's question number one of the Q&A for you? I was born ready. Good. All right. So if I got a really bad, I mean really, really bad haircut that I was just so proud of, okay, would you be straight with me, Guy, and you would, and tell me how bad it really is? <laughs> Dude, I would 
not only be straight with you, but I would mock you. I would make fun of you, ridicule you. Come All on. of course from from a place of love. But yeah, I would be straight. <laughs> I know. You would too. That's you're terrible. But you know what? Hey, we're being straight always, right? We're straight with our listeners, and you're straight with straight with me. So that's cool. So, yeah, all right. Absolutely. So that was my question. I'll ask you another question later on. We got to get uh, one one of the uh, official Q and A's. God, I can't even say, speak this morning. What's going on? One of the official Q&A questions. I believe uh, we've got two today. Is that correct? As always? It is. It is correct. Now, before we start, you seem to be kind of having trouble speaking. Today is Thursday, right? Not not Wine Friday. You got that right. <laughs> it is not Wine Friday. I know. You know, for those of you that don't know, uh, should I even explain or should I let you? You're the, I, I'm kind of biased as to uh, my special Periscope Wine Fridays. What do you think, Guy? I love it, man. I think it's uh, a lot of fun. Um, for those of you who haven't seen that, uh, Manny, at the end of the week, grabs at least at least a couple of, uh, glasses of wine and just starts scoping, sharing a lot of value. And the longer you stay, <laughs> the, the looser the lips get. So there's a lot of golden nug- nug- uh, nuggets shared on those scopes. Uh, I think they're a lot of fun. Yeah, I do too. It's pretty cool. And the numbers keep, you know, it's funny, the longer I go, the, the, the bigger the audience gets. At some point, I just got to end it. So that's pretty cool. It's awesome. How, how cool is that, Gee? Pretty cool, I think. All right. Question number one. Hit me with it. All righty. So I have a question from CJ. And it says, I found a fantastic product after weeks of searching. The problem is that the sale price of the product would only be about $18. And Manny, you always say to shoot for 30 or higher to, ins- uh, to ensure the profits. So I'm thinking of bundling two of them together and selling it for around 30 bucks. I am wondering what the process is to do this. That's a great question, Guy. Thank you for the question, CJ. Um, you found a product, $18, and you want to, because of the profit margin, it's just not going to be there. You want to put two of them together, right? You want to bundle them. Um, actually, it's not bundling, right? Because if you're putting two of the same ones together, it's, uh, what is it? Multi, geez, multi-pack. Multi-pack. That's it. So you're multi-packing it, I guess. But um, that's a good idea, right? So because your cost is going to be pretty low, I don't think you said your cost on it, but let's just assume it's it's $3 per unit. Um, so for an extra $3 per unit, you can add, it looks like you're adding another $12 to the price point. So that's pretty good. A couple things you need to do when you're doing this, okay? First thing is you're going to be putting everything into, let's say you're putting, I'm assuming you're putting it into a poly bag. You're, you're putting them both together, okay? The poly bag has to be a specific thickness, okay? So if you're not using poly bags, if you already have all that down, then don't worry about it. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the exact thickness. I should have uh, probably looked this up, but it was... Uh, it's on Amazon sites. They have a specific thickness. It can't be like a, a glad sandwich bag that's going to rip very easily, right? Right. So it's it's a specific thickness. It's a mill. Like, I forgot what the number was. I wish I had it. But that's the first thing you got to do. Um, the second thing is because you have two products in there, um, you're going to want to add a label to it. It's a do not separate label. Okay. The ones I use are usually like uh, fluorescent pink. And I just have the supplier print these up and stick them on there. That's to make sure that Amazon doesn't start ripping these bags open and throwing the individual units into uh, into the bins. Okay, so that's super important because you are now using suffocate or uh, <laughs> you're using suffocating materials, <laughs> uh, but you're using poly bags. Um, you're going to want to have a suffocation label actually put on the product. Okay, that's Amazon requires that if it's over a certain size. Yeah, if the opening of the bag is is over that, is I that think what? it's five inches. Okay, excellent. So then. 
you're going to need a new ASIN because this is going to be its own product. It's, you know, it's a multi-pack product. So you're going to need that. And last, maybe I'm missing some things and you can jump in there. But I think the last thing I would think of would be the three foot drop test once it's all in there to ensure that, you know, uh, the product's don't go flying out when you do these, uh, when you drop the product from three foot uh, high, like five, six different times. Yeah, and this all sounds like a lot of work, but it's just a matter of uh, giving all the specs to the supplier. It does not something that you have to do in your own garage and back them and put the stickers. Just tell uh, the supplier exactly what you need and they will quote you something. And once, you, once you're happy with the quote, then you can move forward. Yeah, and it's not going to be a lot, guys. If you're actually having your supplier, especially if you're dealing with uh, factories or manufacturers in China, you can get the whole, I mean, just have them do everything at once and the cost is really low. So you're having them do the poly bag, put the suffocation label, and then put in the, the other label, the, the ACE and the FN SKU, the do not separate. I mean, everything is going on there. Not the ASIN, it would be the FN SKU. Um, you can get this done for cents, right? It might be 10 cents to do the whole thing or 15 cents. So it's it's really... I think in the scheme of things, it's nothing, especially now that you're going to be going from an $18 product to, let's say, um, a $30 product where your margins are now solid. And for those of you that are new, CJ actually mentioned you know, that I, I talk about selling products for $30 and above. And the reason I say that is usually the, the price point to actually buy products okay, from suppliers where the, the selling price is that high, um, which where it's over $30 or more. It's more expensive, so less competitors, less people that are starting out in Amazon FBA private label are gonna come in and be able to compete with you. Because it's much easier for somebody who has a very limited budget to come in and buy you know, a ton of units at 50 cents each, right? Versus coming in and, and the product price is $6 per unit. So keep that in mind. I always say 30. I know a lot of other experts out there will say, you know, you can get, you can sell products for 20 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever the case is. I think that's antiquated now. I, I mean, you still can. I'm not saying you can't. Um, I do it with one of my products, but it's just a lot easier if you try to stick above $30. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Anything awesome. you want to add to that, my friend? No, man, I think you've, you've been thorough with this and hopefully CJ got that question answered. And if not, of course, you can always post in our Facebook group and we'll do a, a little follow-up. Excellent. The next question I have whoa, whoa, is... Whoa, whoa, Gee, whoa. Whoa, what? <laughs> slow down, buddy. I have another Q&A for you first. Oh, do you now? I do. You're putting me on the spot twice per episode. Twice, awesome. twice per episode, yeah. So, Gee. <laughs> What's up? This is very important, okay? I'm I know sure that, it I know is. That this will affect the lives of many of our listeners. <laughs> what? <laughs> What is the time limit on a fortune cookie? And how do you know this? Oh, uh, that, that one's easy, man. 23 hours and 47 seconds. That's like general knowledge. Wait, I thought you were going to put me on the spot. 23 hours and 43 seconds? Is that what you said? 47. 47. There's not even any minutes in there. It's just straight up from hours to 23 hours and 47 seconds. Hmm. Okay. It's good to know. So, man, you got to read, you got to read it right away, huh? <laughs> You got to do it right away. You got a day, less than a day. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm, I just, I'm glad I got that out of the way. Go ahead. Question right. number dos. I know. I'm, I mean, it's going to be hard to follow that question. This one's not going to be so earth shattering, but it was sent in by 
Oh my, Kalavija. Uh, I'm very sorry. I'm I'm sure I'm butchering your name, <laughs> <laughs> but it was posted as a question on episode eight, hmm. uh, where where we talked about fi- finding and contacting suppliers from Alibaba. So he asked, um, "Hey Manny, great podcast and very valuable. I have a question which I hope you can answer." I'm just starting up with selling on Amazon. I have identified a product and analyzed this market as well. Since I want to go with a custom design of my product and private label it, the suppliers I'm talking to are not willing to reduce the MOQ from 1,000 units. That much quantity is costing me nine grand, including shipping. I'm a bit hesitant to start off with that kind of investment. What do you think I should do in this case? How do I negotiate with suppliers to custom design and private label a product for less than their MOQ? And if they don't do that, would it be wise to start off selling on Amazon with that kind of investment? It is risky, isn't it? Mm. Now, before you dive into the question, Manny, um, for for those of those listeners that don't know, what is MOQ? MOQ is minimum order quantity. Exactly. So basically, this is a number that the supplier is saying, hey, you know what? We will only deal with you if you order this amount of quantity uh, of this particular product on the bottom end, the minimum amount, right? So you want to go above that. They want people that are, or companies that are able to order larger units or larger volumes of units, I should say. Okay. So this is a good question though. All right. Where do we start with this? There was multiple, multiple things. Okay. So first thing is, if you have $9,000 to start and you can get 1,000 units, I think that's awesome, right? 1,000 units, if you've got a good product, we're assuming you've done all your product research and everything just falls into place and it looks really good. You should feel pretty confident that you can move those 1,000 units. And if it's just not, if they're not doing that well, at least you can liquidate them most likely, right? You can, you can sell them at cost. And that's what I did on my very first product that didn't do well. Um, I just started selling them at, at break even. The risk is... It's a little less, I think, than uh, than a lot of people think. But if you can afford that, for sure. Now, let's get to your question about actually trying to get it reduced. How would I go about that? So you're following, you said that it came, this was a response off of our podcast episode that we did on the actual email template that, that is sent out. Is that right? Yeah, that was episode uh, eight. So hopefully uh, he has used the, the contact template. Okay, so if he's using the contact template, Okay, and there's a big difference between between using that template and just customizing some kind of email and communicating with a Chinese supplier like um, you know you're, just, you're like a newbie where you're you're just not positioning yourself very professionally, and if you do that, they won't take you, uh, they won't treat you as uh, a professional buyer essentially. So here's here's a good tip. First of all, you're contacting them through Alibaba, which means whatever email account you use to sign up with Alibaba is being displayed to them. Typically, if you if you have that option turned on. So if you signed up with your Gmail account, if you're, you know, Joe69 at Gmail as an example, and you're contacting them, it just doesn't look that professional, right? It's a free email account. You know, God forbid it, you're using an AOL account or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, you should have a company name. You should have a domain name for your company, okay? It doesn't, it, it costs you less than 10 bucks to get that going. And then have, uh, you know, you can either use your, your, your name or you can have, you know, uh, 
purchasing agent at that or purchasing manager or whatever it is at your company name.com. And when they see that, at least right there, there's a little bit of perceived value in terms of you being a client of theirs. That's the first thing, okay? The second thing is you should always ask, and it sounds like you're asking for their minimum order or for them to reduce the minimum order quantity. But if you're using the template, it's essentially saying you're, you know, a big buyer and that you're testing the orders out, right? You you want to get a test order in and then later on you're going to be coming in and um, ordering larger amounts. If the supplier isn't willing to budge at all and everything is looks professional, everything's good, and then along with your email, you might actually want to have a somewhat professional looking single page website in case they actually go and check that out to see if you're serious. Um, that would help as well. But if they're, if they're still not budgeting or budgeting, if they're still not budging, um, <laughs> I would suggest, I mean, look for a different supplier. Don't, don't be forced into doing uh, business with one supplier if you can't afford it and that's the only option. If they're the only one for whatever reason, maybe try to find a different product. I mean, there's millions of products out there. I wouldn't be held hostage by this guy. And if it's putting you in a situation where you can't either afford it or it's just leveraging you out like crazy to the point where, you know, you're just not comfortable with it, find a different product or find a different supplier. Yeah, I think, I think in order for it to be a good deal, it has to be a win-win. And if it doesn't feel like a win-win, then you're not going to be happy with the transaction. You're not going to be um, have a good uh, a good feeling going into this business. So you have to be happy with with your supplier because that's hopefully going to be a, a long-term relationship. The first order is hopefully going to be just one of many. So if you're not happy right there, it might be a good idea to move on. Yeah. Cool. That's our two questions. That's our Q&A episode number one for Thursday. Right, Guy? Is that it? Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. That's all, awesome. all we have. Fantastic. So, guys, if you like this episode, please like. No, wait, that's YouTube. <laughs> please, <laughs> please do uh, leave us a review or rating on iTunes. That would be pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, check us out on uh, Periscope or check me out on Periscope. Uh, Guy's always there. He can't talk. That's the way uh, Periscope works, but he's always there as a, a support unit and always answering questions, but we're both on there. Look for at Manny Coates on uh, Periscope. Check out our Facebook group. You can get that through our website at ampmpodcast.com. And don't, don't miss out the Friday night scopes. Those are, those are value packed and lots of fun. Yeah. I try to do them every week, but you know, every once in a while I do, I, I do believe in working hard. Um, and playing hard as well. Um, so if I'm out and I'm having just too much fun or if I'm out of town um, and this the signal, for example, this week, you know, I'm gone that weekend or whatever, then uh, the, the cell signals week, I, I might not do one. But I, if I'm staying in town, we're definitely going to be having a, uh, a wine chat on Periscope for sure. Check it out. And, and remember, Periscope, guys, the video, you're either live and you're listening or you're missing out because the, the video is gone the next day. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. guys. So that's all we have, guys. Thank you for uh, so much for listening. Again, I'm Guillermo Puyo. And I'm Manny Coates, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.